welcome to the Nerd Party. Let the filibustering begin. Welcome to Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Filibuster here on the Nerd Party. Forget Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, on today's show we are all about the golden rings of that famous blue hedgehog as we review Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I'm your co-host Alice King and with me as always is the Sonic to my knuckles, it's Lee Hutchison. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. And we couldn't do this episode without them, it's the tales to our Sonic and Knuckles, it's Kim Morrison. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good. So... Once again, directed by Jeff Fowler, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 falls directly on from the events of the first film. After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is ready for more freedom, and Tom and Maddie agree to leave him alone while they go on vacation. However, Dr. Robotnik returns, this time with a new partner in Knuckles, in search of an emerald that will give the bearer ultimate power! Sonic then teams up with Tails to embark on a journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. So, I guess, uh, coming to Kim, you first, um, were you excited uh, by the news that there was going to be a second Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Yeah, I was, uh, purely for Tails reasons, um, because I would see the first one um, with my daughter and it was alright, like, it was fine, it was passable, but then obviously Tails pops up in the post-credits scene and I was like, yes, because I adore Tails, I I got a a Mega Drive with Sonic 2 when I was like five or six, however long it came out, so it was always, I always wanted to play as Tails, I have a Tails tattoo, I'm absolutely obsessed with them, so my, my love for this film was purely because Tails was going to be in it so yeah I was excited to see what they they did with a little more sort of creature game based stuff rather than it just being Sonic and amongst humans all the time Yes, I think it's probably safe to say that uh, the humans are kind of shunted out of the way in this one for more CGI animal-based stuff. Uh, Lee, were you looking forward to number two? Um, yeah, so, somehow, sorry, I... Pardon, pardon. <laughs> somehow I had... Um... I managed to avoid all the trailers for for this one. All I knew sort of was obviously it would have Sonic Tails and Idris Elba was uh, joining the team as as Knuckles. But no, I I was looking forward to it. Um, kind of I think how much I was looking forward to it will be sort of explained by how I I watched it for the the first time. But yeah, Sonic has always been my kind of I don't really play much in the way of of video games, but I have incredibly strong and fond memories of playing Sonic as a kid. So I will always be be invested in in Sonic, and you know Sonic Two was probably my favorite of the, the of the game. So the fact that Tails was also joining it was also kind of appealing to that nostalgia factor for me too. Yeah, well, for me, I think I have. I think I said on the previous time that we reviewed Sonic that I was more of a at a SNES, so I was a, a Mario person, so therefore never really played Sonic, so didn't really know much about the games other than the fact that it basically runs around collecting rings and stuff like that. So I will uh, pass over to you guys when we talk about the the new characters. But um, I think it's safe to say that we all had a slightly different uh, experience uh, on our on our viewing of the film. Um, now. Lee, you were lucky enough to catch a, a multimedia screening of this in London, one of the infis, possibly one of the very first post-COVID fun in the foyer screenings, um, where the film critics could take uh, their uh, their families along and just basically any young person along. So uh, 
what did you uh, make of that? Uh, was this your very first fun in the foyer? Yeah, um, I've been to a couple of multimedia screenings before. Like, I think I had the whole whole experience of like, I was like, I'm enjoying this, but I wish I could swap it out to Kim and her daughter instead. <laughs> like, it was just like you kind of went in, and there was like a blue carpet with like Sonic the Hedgehog there, and, and fluffy like you know form. Someone did you get your photo with Sonic? No, he was too busy. Get, he was getting papped by the paparazzi on the the blue uh, blue t- uh, blue carpet at the time. And then I went in, and it was just the type of thing that if I was like a young kid, I would have just freaked out. There was like like game stations that you could play. There was like face painting going on. Um, there was like little photo booths that seemed to have a long queue of mostly adults wanting to get their pictures taken at these kind of little crazy photo booths. And there was like free pastries and tea and coffees and juices for all. And then sort of they also had it before sort of the film was going on. They had bits where like you would have to do your best impression of like a, a Sonic kind of running sort of um, and then freeze and you were getting like goodie bags. And I must admit, I tried to grab some goodie bags for, for Kim and her daughter. At one point they got adults to do it and I, I was too far in at the back to get noticed to try and, and try and get that. And then um, I went to this person near me that got picked. And I was like, you know, I, I'm just assuming you're like as an adult would are you definitely wanting that bag because like i could give it to this really young person we do and she goes and oh, we're giving it to our nephews and it was like not not a problem whatsoever and there was like they had all these different things and i just kept trying to ask the other people around me of like you're adults you don't need this sonic nonsense and stuff like that and um nope they all had nephews grandkids children that they were all going to give it no, to instead they so. told you they had nephews um yeah so so you weren't you didn't go to, as far as to mugging a young child for their merch no sadly sadly not um but yeah it was it was really good fun it was one of these events that it was it was incredibly well put together and it it seemed like a little kid's paradise i think you could claim up to like four tickets to take young kids along so it was like absolutely rammed with with young children and for adults at your your seat you had the joy of some um box what's it called um canned fizzy water and a bag of salt and vinegar crisps to stick with the blue color as well and then sonic came out to introduce the movie himself with like this voiceover of of the the actor um over it as well so it was kind of kind of a bit naff but it was good and it was on on the imax as well so yeah pretty awesome experience and yeah one i i wish i could have maybe just handed over to other people oh so the the person uh no sorry not the person dressed as sonic the real sonic the hedgehog had to lip sync to uh to yeah ben there was just this audio coming through the speakers <laughs> and you were like yeah i know what's going on here it's it's, it's... he so he didn't like take his head off to reveal it was the real john ralphio no god that would have been terrifying for the young kids i think <laughs> um so kim uh you went to uh, a regular screening um with ivy and and tales i believe <laughs> from your photo um did it live up to the hype yeah no it was it yeah the screening we went to was absolutely packed with kids and i was sitting there in my sonic t-shirt <laughs> like ivy didn't even have a sonic t-shirt on and we had my tails plush uh, to chum us because ivy was very excited that he would get to see himself on the screen um but no i think it was good it was definitely a a fun film to see in the cinema and I think especially around like a bunch of kids it's really nice I think to see something that I was so excited about when I was kind of that age seeing a bunch of kids still excited about it like I was saying that to Ivy I was like this Tails plush that I have I got him for my Christmas when I was like seven or something and I was like and now he's coming to the cinema with you when you're nearly seven so we can see on the film there was just all these kids were like there were so many Sonic plushes and Sonic t-shirts and um, just kids going absolutely bananas especially at like 
one of the, the post credit scene, one kid next to me absolutely lost his mind. Like his dad was like, what is it? And he was trying to like shoot it up and his dad was clearly just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, so yeah, it was, I think it was a good, a good one to see in the cinema. It was a good um, experience to see so many people like actively um, excited about it. I didn't see anyone actively excited about it in my screening because <laughs> I was the only person in my screening. <laughs> uh, but uh well this was because it was at uh, lunchtime on a friday um and it was it was the last day of term i guess uh up here in scotland and uh clearly families were not willing to pay you know 12 pound a ticket <laughs> to take their kids to see when they could just go 20 minutes or half an hour later to another screening uh for for much less um but yes i went to see it on 4dx um and uh it was the only screen that fit into the the time window that I had to to watch it because I get to take a long lunch on a Friday, um, so I kind of knew that what I was heading into. Um, so I did not have my lunch beforehand um, because I knew that Sonic he doesn't really s- sit still or stand still for much time. So I knew there was going to be a lot of rocking around. Um, however, I was not anticipating uh, water. To, to take such a, a main plot point um, towards the end. Uh, so there was lots of water sprays going on my face. There was a lot of uh, dry ice, a lot of wind and stuff like that. So yes, it was. I was fully immersed in the world of Sonic 2. Um, I have to say it was, yes, my neck was, I probably should have had one of those neck cushions on because the, the whiplash at some stages was quite intense. But um, yeah, no, normally I don't like to do 4DX. And I normally don't like to do 4DX on a film, which I'm watching for the first time, because I think that it sometimes might be a bit of a distraction. However, I think it yeah, it totally works for, for this type of film. Uh, I just wish that there'd been a few more moments of inert activity from time to time. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to sort of dive into the, uh, the plot a bit. Um, I mean, it sort of starts off with, you know, Sonic becoming, I guess, tapping into the multitude of very popular films at the moment that deal with superheroes uh, trying to fight crime as a blue meanie or blue menace or, no, blue justice, I think it is. Um, I mean, what did we make of this sort of initial sort of opening sort of sequence and which then kind of basically got dropped afterwards? I thought it was quite funny, to to be honest. At the, at the beginning, maybe I was a little sleep-deprived at, at this point, but I was kind of watching it going, oh, it's kind of parodying Batman and so on. And yeah, you don't really kind of think of like Sonic as something that kind of parodies or is satirical or anything like that. And then, yeah, it felt a little bit odd. And I guess that's been my thing about these kind of movies is like how much connection it is into sort of the human world and, and sort of those kind of references. I almost kind of think of Sonic as being kind of separate and above above things like that. But it was quite a good little introduction. It almost reminded me mo- mostly of sort of like was like the amazing Spider-Man 2, to be honest. Uh, the, the sort of initial sort of chase was Rhino. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And Kim, what did you make of uh, his superhero antics? Yeah, I guess it it kind of makes sense um, because like, Sonic in the games is kind of like a, a superhero in his own world. He just spends the whole time running about bashing robotics baddies so that he can save the little 
um, like animals that are inside because that's the whole thing like robotics turned all the wildlife in uh, Sonic's world into these robots when you bounce on them a wee bunny hops away or whatever so he kind of spends his whole time there rescuing folks so I guess um, it was trying to give him a bit of a purpose in the in the human world but obviously um, his like bananas antics didn't really work here I guess it kind of set it up for him trying to find find his place but yeah it was a bit um yeah a lot of the film veered a bit slapsticky for me and I was just like all right okay um I like the stuff that was just more kind of focusing on the like him and Knuckles kind of doing more what they would have done in the game so yeah it was all right but I'm glad it wasn't like a whole film of him like being a uh, a human savior or anything like that yeah, because I mean, yeah, sort of talking sort of slapsticky. Yeah, the, the opening sequence also then reintroduces Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik um, back and basically sort of dialing it up to eleven almost. Um, Rumor has it that he said he might be taking a break from filming. This might be his last film. Is it a is it a performance to to go out on a highly? Um. He's, he is very good as Doctor Robotnik, isn't he? I mean, I, I did did watch him. I mean, he's. You know, he's always been a bit slapstick at points, but he's also been an incredibly great, serious actor. You think of things like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, for example, but I think he's a pretty good Dr. Robotnik, and I must admit, I was, again, it might have been that I was sleep-deprived, but I thought I, I was highly amused by sort of all his mushroom puns, etc. I think he's a, a, a he's really well cast, and he's definitely one of the sort of, he's probably the best human actor in, in the, the, the films, to be honest, and character too. Kim, were you glad to see him return? I was, yeah. I've, I was just saying I don't like slapstick stuff, but that doesn't count for Jim Carrey. Like that never counts. Um, yeah, no, I thought he was brilliant. I think uh, he's obviously quite a hard character to characterize. Like, what does he do in the games? Nothing. He just comes along and gets angry when he gets bashed. And then I have vague memories of the Sonic cartoons when I was a kid, um, when he was just really angry all the time. I've not watched any of the newer stuff where all the characters have scarily long limbs, um, but. Yeah, no, I think he's I think he's great. He's that kind of mixture of like uh, underlying evil, but just being really daft on the outside. So I thought it was a great a great combination. So I I'm glad he was back. And if they're gonna do another one, I would I would like him to come back. I hope he would retire from acting <laughs> because I don't think anyone else could do um, that version of Robotnik as much justice. And for the sort of central trio of um, animals who. I mean, we've got Sonic, so Ben Schwartz is back at Sonic, and he got one John Ralphio in, uh, where he was describing something as the worst. And then we've got Idris Elba as Knuckles. Um, he very, I think, we very famously basically sort of announced that he was going to be in the role with just the, the sort of the gloved hand there. And then we've got Tails, um, which uh, must have been exciting for you, Kim, because well, not only Tails, but also the fact that Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Uh, was continuing the voice work for Tails. Uh, it wasn't until towards the end that I realised Tails was in fact basically a prepubescent boy as opposed to a female character, but that's on me. Um, so what did we make of, um, Kim, what did you make of seeing Tails on the big screen finally? Yeah, I thought it was great. And I think um, obviously he's always kind of um, billed as Sonic's sidekick. Um, and I used to 
play him and Sonic 2 where you could play like a like a combo pair my dad would play Sonic and I would play Tails but if Sonic runs too far ahead in the screen Tails just gets left behind and he has to fly in like five minutes later so what I really liked in the film was that they made him they didn't just make him like a sidekick like he was really useful he had his wee backpack of stuff like he had come to the planet to save Sonic like it it was it was all kind of his idea Um, and I like that Sonic sort of registered that they all had different strengths and Tails' as one was like being smart and setting stuff up what his his one was being fast. So I think it was it was good. They didn't yeah, they didn't just kinda have him there for the the cute factor or the nostalgia factor. Like he actually played a really important role and they sort of, yeah, bumped him up from being a, a sidekick. He had his wee inspector gadget backpack that kinda saved the day on more than one occasion. So yeah, it was brilliant and um yeah, I think keeping the same voice actor rather than recasting it for someone more famous was was a good move as well. It was just and he was so adorable, like I can't even deal. So cute. I loved it. And for the casting of a, a rather more famous actor for for Knuckles, were you impressed with Idris Elba's vocal performance? Uh, I was obsessed. I absolutely loved it. I think I laughed at every single thing that Knuckles said. He just had this really deadpan, like, sort of off-kilter way of delivering stuff that sounded really like um, Garnet and Steven Universe, just like where they're they're speaking English, but it's just, like, kind of slightly out of place, and it just sounds, like, really funny. And I thought just everything he said was so deadpan and just, like, obviously not quite having an understanding of how stuff on Earth works compared to where Knuckles came from. I honestly think um, everything was, was hilarious. And I can't remember... There was one thing near the end, I can't remember what it was, but uh, Knuckles said something, and this kid in the front row was laughing so hysterically that his mum was, like, trying to make him quiet. She was like, quiet! It's not funny! And he was like, ending himself. It was just... Yeah, I thought he was... I thought he was fantastic. Like, I was... Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but I think the fact that he just kind of played it not um, very seriously and just went for like all these really deadpan jokes was just brilliant. And Lee, were you impressed with Idris's uh, contribution? Yeah, I think when I I got to see it, I think my only like semi spoiler to you guys was like Idris Elba is so good as Knuckles that I, it's weird. Like I've I've only ever really played Sonic one, two, and three, and I think maybe played one of the driving games one brief afternoon so like i've never really heard them talk um so it's it's always been weird like i can't i couldn't i never had any sort of preconception about how they would talk i always just thought of them as like their their kind of personalities that they always felt quite strong in the, the game even though as you say it might be that someone just kind of flies in or they does things like you you kind of you know project onto these characters their personality and, and voices in their head so i had no idea about how he would sound and like when they were cast as idris elba it was like sure i mean I, I had no kind of nothing to compare it to and i just thought he was really good i loved his his sense of humor particularly kind of almost one of that final scenes where he's just he's so droll he's just kind of like I, w- I would have won it but like you know he's he's like a little he's a little prick to an extent you know there's loads of little boys like him at, at schools or probably you go to cinema screenings and you go uh, you can pick out the young kid that's definitely the the knuckles there that's not willing to give in an inch think they're all that and um yeah it was just i thought he was a really funny kind of character and i thought he he performed really well with the with the the other two kind of lead kind of sonic and, and tails it was yeah a real treat yeah, no, I thought he was he was really good in this, and and the three of them sparked off each other really well. Um, it's sort of almost thinking now, like towards the end, it almost felt like um, 
it's kind of almost like the ending of like Thor or Man of Steel in like one of these small sort of American towns where the, the heroes have to sort of team up and fight a, a giant sort of uh, robot type thing. Um, I mean, in terms of like the the sort of story in the in the sort of the final battle. I mean, actually, if in terms of Fast and Furious, um, Sonic would be fast and Knuckles would be furious. And yeah, I guess Knuckles almost does the the John Cena sort of face turn to, towards the end. Um, but I guess he's always a bit, he's more of a, like an anti-hero. He's got a very noble cause, but he sort of uh, falls into the, the bad side along with Dr. Robotnik and stuff like this. But I mean, the sort of central concept of the, the MacGuffin of this emerald that they've got to find, which allows them to go through multiple different levels, which uh, I am assuming are from various uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games. Um, what did we make of all the, the sort of different sort of sections and stuff like that, because I have to admit, when it got to, the, I think, the, the end of, like, the James Bond-esque snowboarding through <laughs> snow sequence, and it arrives in Hawaii, I was thinking, oh, like, this is setting up for, like, the, the final battle, because, you know, they just opened the uh, the sort of Egyptian uh, Mayan pyramid, which lives under the, the sea, and I sort of looked at my watch and thought, there's still 40 minutes left here. I mean, what on earth are they going to do? Um, and apparently, yeah, she'll have many, many further battles and stuff like that. So, I mean, what did you sort of think of the the sort of the battles and the levels? And, and did it go on a bit too long, Kim? I think it did go on a bit too long. And I'm not just saying that because I had a six-year-old who was desperate to go for a pee from about the hour mark <laughs> until I eventually caved and took her. Um, I think, but you know what? I, th- I think a lot of the, all the bits were like Sonic and Tails and Knuckles, like looking for the the emeralds and stuff. I was sort of fine with all of that. I think the whole wedding um, sequence, especially after the, the, like the, Sonic and that kind of joined the action in Hawaii. I think stuff like that went on a bit too long. I think a lot of the the human stuff in general, like uh, my boyfriend asked me what I thought of it when I came out of the cinema and I was like, everything with the creatures was great. I was like, if I would cut anything, it would have been all the kind of human stuff um, and maybe like stuff at the beginning as well when he's kind of talking to like his, his family and stuff. I wasn't too keen on that. So I do think it was a little bit too long, especially for something that's that's marketed as a, as a kid's film. It was maybe a bit chunky, but um, I think all the, all the kind of, quest stuff that we're doing I actually thought all of that was was fine and it kind of led up to the big battle in quite a a cool way but yeah I think if I was going to cut anything it would have been chunks of the the human bits that was the bit where I kind of got bored and that was the bit where it annoyed me the most there was like a few situations where if you just like a human explained what was happening then you wouldn't need to punch someone in the face and but instead like people just chose to go the stupid film comedy route of being like I'll explain later let me just do this so um yeah bits like that um annoyed me they could have they could have gone but so it could have been trimmed down a wee bit 20 minutes or so could have been shaved off I think Lee did this film deserve its two hour and two minute runtime (laughs) absolutely not I agree with Kim get rid of all of the adult (laughs) stuff like I was sitting there watching it like if I was a young kid if I put my myself in in the shoes of these young kids or even when I think back to to when I was younger like you can have a sonic like movie and like what would you want I would never sit there thinking going you know maybe you get the odd adult that sort of helps me drive the plot along but I would never have thought they're going you know what I want a, a 
a wedding story and there it's going to be like a, a kind of you know that guy isn't actually wanting to get married to he's doing it because he's undercover and it was like i was sitting there thinking like going this is a kids movie why am i needing this sort of like drama it just seems so unnecessary and i'm sitting there thinking going i get that you want stuff for adults but as an adult i am not interested in that plot line and i refuse to believe like a young kid that's desperate for a pee it's in there going, God, you know, what about that? I mean, that must have been really difficult. Like, she, he, he took total advantage of her. He was manipulating her, you know, having a real bizarre discussion. It just felt so unnecessary. I didn't need any of the kids, that stuff with the, the adults at all. And, like, the fact that they can talk, why do you need them there? Like, the characters are interesting enough that they could get up to their own hijinks in their own mysterious worlds without all these kind of other characters. Yeah, I don't think there was any need for the whole sort of, let's create this sort of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.-style group that are monitoring all weird you know strange creatures from other worlds which um we're just naming as squirrels and foxes and porcupines and stuff even though they're technically not you know they would, i thought that they would have had a bit more reticence to being called stuff like that like um rocket raccoon being called a raccoon he's like what the hell's a raccoon you know um and another thing actually this is a question for you guys potentially um I can't remember from the first film. Did Sonic get his trainers on Earth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, then why do all the other guys have shoes already? <laughs> because, I mean, I understand that Sonic has them because clearly, you know, running that fast would do damage to the poles of his feet, so therefore he's got these shoes. I mean, and then he must be needing to change the shoes quite often and stuff like that. So it was, it was like seeing Knuckles come out of the portal and it's like, he's got shoes on already. Where did he get those shoes from? I don't understand it. Yeah. That's maybe, the kind of thing that wind me up. <laughs> maybe their um their old parents didn't die when they were babies, so they were able to give them shoes. I don't know. Yeah, they all have shoes in the game. That's more. That's oh, <laughs> only arguing. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, Tails had a wee backpack and everything. Like, uh, I believe him getting shoes. I wasn't. I'm not. I didn't clock a little baby knuckles, uh, and the other echidna had shoes on um, when they were in their full tribe gear um i didn't i didn't see that one but yeah tails i believe because he had a wee backpack and stuff there's clearly a wee shop on the the fox planet where he can get his accessories i did love that backpack i, I must admit i was sitting there thinking like there's a world where kim is desperate to buy this backpack like i could just picture it perfectly. Uh, so cute i would put it on my little tails plush i love it it was so adorable especially when like the humans were holding it and you could just see how tiny it was i loved it and so um I guess sort of as we sort of get towards the the end of the film, the the big question, you know, the the, the biggest question, I think that I've got for you, especially you, Kim, um, the baseball scene. Better than Twilight, or I mean, wh where where does it rank in terms? Of <laughs> I mean, it was it was funnier than Twilight. Um intentionally funnier, I should say, than Twilight. Um, because Knuckles is a lot funnier, but I, you know, it was missing that. That Muse soundtrack, I think that so knocks it down a couple a of things. Needle drop, it would have yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, at the end of the film, you know, it's we we get um, obviously you know post credit sequence because you've got to have a post credit sequence because everything's kind of got to be marvelly at the moment. Um, where do we see it going next and where would you potentially like to see Sonic the Hedgehog 3 go next because I'm pretty sure that we're probably going to get one um, I haven't checked but I'm pretty sure that in the UK it's probably beaten Morbius uh, to the top of the UK box office I think it opens this weekend in the States 
Um, but Lee, what would you like to see next? And are you excited for the introduction of, you know, uh, I think it's, is it Shadow? Um, which, you know, people seem to have, you know, forgotten that, you know, they had a, a similarly uh, alien hedgehog uh, underground for all this time. I won't name the person, but uh, the person next to me absolutely freaked out during the, <laughs> the, the post credit sequence. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to make a make a sequel to this and so on. And you know, I will be there a one hundred percent, unfortunately. And um, yeah, just hopefully none of the none of the none of the human characters can can make it back this time. And you know, before you even got to that post credit sequence, like. I know it slightly sounds like I'm being being rude about the film, but the best thing about the the first and second films has been those like the credit sequence where they like do the original sort of mm-hmm. Mega Drive graphics where you just watch them. Like I could watch that stuff over and over <laughs> over again. I thought those were were excellent little scenes, and yeah, it's it's those are good. That's the the stuff that appeals to me as a fan, and um, not the the yeah, human. I do appreciate uh, basically recapping, basically remaking your entire film in about two minutes uh, using eight bit graphics. Um, it's it's much handier to to default <laughs> and kim what would you like to see from sonic the hedgehog 3 i mean i don't know a lot about shadow the hedgehog because the if if it wasn't a sonic mega drive game i've not um played it uh well yeah i just um i think i think when i, I got a playstation after my mega drive so i sort of lost track uh, for a while and then I think all the Sonic games I've bought since have just been like remasters of the old ones because apparently I'm, that's just uh, me but I think yes I think the last one I played was like Sonic 3D um, which uh, didn't yeah didn't have so I don't really know Shadow the Hedgehog's backstory apart from the fact that he looks like a kind of evil version of Sonic so I guess yeah I would like to see more about him I think it would be cool to obviously have Knuckles on the side of the good guys for a whole film because um, I did I do think him and Tails and Sonic was a good dynamic I think maybe going back like you said trying to get rid of the the humans as much as possible so maybe going back to like their kind of um world i guess now that sonic's kind of fulfilled his purpose with the with the chaos emerald stuff like going back to and knowing that all the there's only kind of knuckles uh, left that was hunting him apparently going back to their kind of home world or one of the other worlds would make sense because he wouldn't really have um anything kind of after him anymore so i think that would be cool to see and i guess um yeah i don't know how i don't know how robotnik and uh shadow link up either obviously knew that knuckles and and him were pals until he decides to be a good guy so it'd be interesting to see um if he's going to be the bad guy or if they were going to bring robotnik back but i do enjoy just seeing um robotnik making more of his wee robots and then making his big final boss it looks like a giant version of him that's always my favorite bit in the game so more of that yeah (laughs) more of that please more robot animals from the games and 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 yeah just more all the i loved all the kind of game references as well so more of that would I be fun i think when you've got someone like jim carrey i think he's the only human that you need in that kind of movie i think it's a very difficult thing to do to have like those types of characters interacting with humans and stuff like that i mean it's still crazy that you know to this day the you know it's, what 30 20 20 30 years it's been since what who framed roger rabbit and i don't think anyone's still done it better because i mean there was the scene at the beginning of the film where they were on the boat and it was clear to me that James Morrison's eyeline was not matching up with Sonic the Hedgehog, and that was just bugging me. Um, but I mean, it, it looks like they'll probably go down the standard sort of 
uh, like Superman 2, WandaVision with white visions, sort of basically evil sort of carbon copy of Sonic that he will have to fight. Um, although I think they should mix it up and uh, make it a female villain and cast Jenny Slate as <laughs> as, a, as Shadow. So we can have the... the <laughs> Uh, John Ralphio <laughs> uh, and his sister back uh, to to spark off each other. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but then potentially that might just be too much um, for 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 parents and and children to to experience on on the big screen. Um, the joke might win. We're a bit thin. They were very good for like a, a couple of minutes at a time in Parks and Rec. But a whole well, I mean, it's probably going to be what two hours fifteen, two hours thirty, if we're going by the the sort of what one hour forty up to two hours. You know, it's definitely going to be that kind of length. But maybe they'll introduce tie-ins to other Sega franchises or or something like that. I guess we've we'll have to uh, to see. Um, I mean, is there any other sort of? I mean, if Sega are are doing well now, obviously. You know, apparently we're getting a Mario film at some point with Chris Pratt uh, doing a terrible uh, Italian accent. I know, yes. Um, what other Sega franchises would you like to see if, you know, they consider, okay, we're doing well here. What else can we potentially bring in to, to make some money out of? Get a equal the dolphin. <laughs> I was just about to say that as well. Just like two hours of just watching it on IMAX screen, just floating and going around. Yeah. Uh... I can't actually think of any Maybe Alex Kidd. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I hope I hope they eventually get through enough Sonic films that they make a Sonic spinball film where it's just all set in a giant pinball machine because that was uh, my favourite game. Um, well, maybe, so, maybe uh, that could be Doctor Robotnik uh, traps Sonic in a giant pinball machine. Yeah, that was what that that was exactly what it was. Well, that, that uh, I can't actually work. think. <laughs> yeah, most of the other doesn't most of the other. Uh, Sega games I played as a kid were the infuriatingly difficult Disney uh, adaptations, so they've all obviously already um, been made into films. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, we'll have to to see what happens. Although knowing uh, our luck on these podcasts, basically this is going to drop on Wednesday, which means when we're recording this uh, on a Tuesday night. So basically, between the recording time and the publishing time, they're bound to have announced uh, Sonic 3 will probably be greenlit. So you can you, you can basically uh, thank us for, for basically getting that news out there uh, if it does happen. If it doesn't, then um, don't blame us. Um, but we'll be back uh, soon, and Kim's going to be back hopefully soon as well because we've got Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and uh, very excited to see uh, what she makes of Sam Raimi's uh, venturing back into uh, the world of superheroes and see if he can uh, have maybe at least at least a few more scenes like the uh, Doctor Octopus Evil Dead homage uh, and potentially we might even talk about some of his other uh, films as well. So um, we'll be back uh, soon. We're off to go get some more Golden Rings and also then do a dance-off to uh, the very, very current song. Oh, wait, Uptown Funk. Yes, because that's very current as well, isn't it? We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.